three. Dio, how you feel now? We're in week three of the season, man. I'm feeling uh, I, not even an all uh, year for me today, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's hard this year with football because, like, during the week I I usually get into like hearing about the upcoming games, the recast, the highlights. But this year is a completely different year. You barely hear about the on-field action anywhere you turn. It's just, it's crazy, man. Yeah, you're not going to get uh, information from the media. Oh, man. So it's all about the stats. It's all about the numbers, the nerd work. And uh, I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it because it lets me just do do my thing. I really don't care what the hell's going on in the media. It's all kinds of nonsense. Here's a question for you, though. Do you think it's going to affect the gambling spreads moving forward? Because I think people aren't as informed on the games now because of all this talk about everything else. Um, no, I, the same amount of money is coming in on gambling. Yeah, I guess it's last year. It, it increases every year because yeah. now there's just more avenues for people to gamble on it. So I think the NFL just needs to smarten up and start, you know, Realizing that gambling is not that a, a, a taboo thing or a big thing, you know. Um, they got a lot worse shit to worry about. Yeah, I don't think they're going to come to that conclusion anytime soon. Seeing no. how they get in trouble with every decision they make. <laughs> exactly. But um, Adam Silver came out, right? Yeah. The commissioner came out and said he's going to embrace gambling in the NBA when it comes out. Which is, you know, very progressive of him. Yeah, it is... Um... And I just hope it comes back in uh, Ontario for Pro Line. Get back on that Raptors gambling. I would love it. <laughs> Basketball, I find, is really tough when you're dealing with point spreads and stuff like that. It is really tough because yeah. free throws at the end of games, yeah. man. Yeah, garbage points. And uh, when, you, when you're talking about totals and basketball, it's all about the referees. Yeah. How many fouls are they going to call? How many free throws are they going to be? I feel you. It gets, uh, it gets a little dicey with basketball, but at least it's fun. Yeah. But I, li- I like watching ball regardless. Now, football, I like watching my teams, but, like, why am I watching the Jets and the Bears, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Gambling. Yeah, that's probably going to be an ugly game, man. <laughs> I don't know how the Jets – I and I don't know what's up with the schedule, too, how they're putting a lot of the same teams on, on primetime games. I mean – the Steelers are getting another primetime game, so I can't be too mad at that. But at the same time, I'm wondering why. Like, I always got to see the Colts and the Bears, and even even the Steelers for that matter, for the cats that aren't Steelers fans. Yeah, even yeah, it's it's all the same same teams over and over again, man. I'm not surprised. Yeah, that's usually not how it goes. Um, what happened last week, man? We had we had a lot of upsets. Yeah. Well, you know what team uh, I'm really with, and you picked up on this, is the Buffalo Bills. Yep. That's, to me, one of the biggest stories from week two, is the Bills coming up with a big win. You know, it wasn't just like a a 13-10 game. They put up 29 points, and that's huge. That was my lock of the week, man. Yeah, yeah. See, everything broke right for Buffalo. Yep. They came home, Ralph Wilson, uh, the team just got bought out by the Buffalo Sabres guy. You had Jim Kelly coming back, cancer-free on the field. You know what I mean? Like, it was, let's go Buffalo last week. Yeah, but at the same time, man, the Bills could easily lose those games. Just because everything's in their favor. 
that's what the Bills have been going through the last 15 plus years. <laughs> Just painful situations where everything looks like it's going to break your way. I mean, this is a team that has gone on a, a five and two start and beat the Patriots in week three of the year and um, looked great and then lost, you know, the rest of the season. So um, nothing's a lock, but it's, it's good to see them come out and get a nice two and zero, especially after the preseason where it looked like they were in turmoil with the coach and EJ Manuel. Is he going to make it? And uh, the ownership situation. So everything looking good for them right now. Let's see if they can uh, keep the momentum going. Well, I think what last week proves is that the NFL. You know, forget which teams are good, which teams are not good. That is more about situations than anything. Yeah. You know, the situations in football really play play a part into this because, you know, you have Buffalo going home against a good Miami team everybody thought was, was a great Miami team because they beat New England. Mm-hmm. And we brought up some of these things and, you know, even some teams don't come through in the situations like the Giants. The situation was good for the Giants. Arizona coming across. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A game, you know, whatever, whatever. But it didn't work. But the situation for Cleveland worked out lovely. <sighs> My man, Billy Ho. Yeah, yeah. I got to give it up to him. He really responded. Came down the field with that drive and uh, really punched it through. But, uh, yeah, huge win for the Browns, too. Yeah. In, yeah, in that division, you just don't want to go down 0-2. You know, it, it almost feels like your season's over when it, that happens, when you're a team like the Browns especially, so big W. I, I was mentioning this from week one, that I was down on New Orleans because of the whole Darren Sproles thing. Yeah. And look what happened for <sighs> Philly this week. I'm telling you, man, Darren Sproles is one of the biggest game changers in the league. Yeah, what a beast. And, you just can't replace him with some rookie, man, even though, even if the rookie's good. He just reminds me of a video game out there. He just moves so quick and, and the jukes that he does and just bopping around on the field. He's like you got that turbo button pressed on. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, all the time. He can just run around the whole defense, it looks like. So, it's, um, yeah, he, he's explosive, man, and he, he saved Philly, really, from, from going down one and one well, over the last few years, you've seen that kind of two running back combo, but not in the same way that Philly looks like they're utilizing them. Like Philly just bouncing back, you know, it's like a one and one A, one A, one A and one B. Um, and Shady might not have had a crazy game, but to me, you know, he was always banging around and making a couple key plays as well. So um, especially for the health during the season, it's great having two running backs in case one of those guys goes down um, and, and they're looking real prime to uh, make a move. It's true. And then you have, you know, you have another situation where a team like Atlanta mm-hmm. um, goes on the road to Cincy, where Cincy's like eight in a row against a spread at home. Yeah. Now they're nine in a row. So you have these situations. And then you had Seattle going to San Diego. San Diego's is, is home dogs. And, you know, Seattle coming off a Thursday rest, but San Diego coming off a short rest off a Monday night. Like it's just, there's so many different things that play into each week and situations. And one of the situations I can't stand is any situation that has to do with the Rams or the Bucks. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That's nasty. Yeah, just train wreck teams right now. Uh, it's going to be an interesting game tonight, though, to see if the Bucks can get back on track because it seems like everybody jumping off that bandwagon. That was the trendy pick before the season started. That The Bucks are going to be the surprise team. Yeah. Not looking so good right now. 
not looking good at all, man. But uh, that's the thing. It's early in the season. Um, yeah, things could turn around quick. Uh, no team right now is really off to that strong start, except for Carolina in that division. And Carolina, you know, we were both saying coming in the season that we don't completely believe in them. And for me, there's no reason for that to change just because they're 2-0. and I don't know if they're going to still have that uh, firepower to stick in it, um, but their defense is definitely going to keep them in a lot of games. Well, that's just it, man. They don't need the firepower because really, I really underestimated their defense. Yeah. And I don't know why I did, because they didn't really lose too much off of it. Um, they're great, man, on defense. Their defensive line is disruptive. And when you have a defensive line like that, it makes your secondary better, um, and you're going to get turnovers. Mm-hmm. And they still got Cam, and they still got those running backs. And, you know, they don't have many guys to throw to, but they have one wide wide receiver, and they still have the, a nice tight end in Olsen. So it's not a bad team. I think we underrated Carolina coming into the season. There's no reason to rate them so low. and um, But I know I did. I rated them low, and that's why I picked Detroit last week. I, you know, it, it's really perspectives is twenty twenty when you look back on something. <laughs> but, you know, Detroit going on the road in Carolina against a defense, as a lockdown defense, it's just it was a bad spot. But I had completely underrated Carolina. Didn't want to overreact to the week one win by Carolina. Um, but it wasn't an overreaction. I think Carolina's legit. Yeah. Um, football, that's what kills me about it. It's such a sport where you look back at those games and you're like, oh, how could I have not seen that coming? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I would have thought that, I mean, you watched that game, I'm thinking pretty much most of it, you know, while watching a few others. But I, I can't believe that the Detroit offense just – got stifled like that man there's so many weapons right so you just don't see it that them uh stalling on the field like i I figured they're guaranteed to put up 25 points (laughs) you would think so and a rookie kicker missing both of his field goals he's now two for five for the season (laughs) and detroit is so smart that Uh, you know we have veterans like rob baronis jay feely but they feel that they're gonna stick with the rookie bring back hansen exactly you know, one of the most underrated guys in the whole league, man. Oh, man. Liable kicker is a nice thing to have. Yeah. You need them to win these game winners, and you need them to hit the big one. Like, you can't trust no rookie out there that's going to miss. What happened to the short hook, man? Two for five? He's got to get out, man. That's the thing that kills me with field goal kicking, though. It's like, if you pull a guy that quick, every kick becomes just, like, su- such pressure filled. There's already a lot of pressure, but... You know if you're going to miss it, you're probably losing your job. So, But yeah. that's that's the position. You, you're ready for that. It's no surprise to these guys. But uh, that's what makes you really give it up for the, the vets who've been holding it down for a long time, like Vinatieri or uh, my boy, Sean Sweezen, Wallace Berg's finest. Yeah. Uh, he, he's bumped around to a few teams, but uh, he's had a strong goal of it. You know, if, if you've had a few good seasons, it's key, but you always see it. It comes down to that playoff game and that guy who was so reliable – Misses that one, and now his confidence is shook, you know, for good. Yeah, he uh, he missed a couple prolific ones, but he's made a lot of big ones in his lifetime, too. So it's it evens out. It um, evens out, man. What about, uh, what did you think of San Fran? Yeah, San Fran. Um, who were they playing again, though? Last week? Yeah, Bears. yeah. It was a Sunday nighter. Oh, yeah, the Sunday nighter against the Bears. You know what? I didn't watch that much of that game. 
Um, so I can't really comment too tough on it. I'm just surprised Chicago came back and took it. It's. I was surprised they came back, but I had it circled from earlier in the week when it was over a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I said, why is Sam Friend over a touchdown on the Bears? Yep, yep. We talked about how no team is bad as they look from week to week and no team is as good as they look from week to week. And after week one, when I saw San Fran beat Dallas, I was like, eh, what the hell does that say? <laughs> Dallas is not very good. Yeah. And then I saw the Bears get beat by the Bills. You know, that's something that happened, but it doesn't mean the Bears are bad. So I looked into week two and I said, I circled this. And, and I said, I'm going to take Chicago <laughs> plus the points because that's way too many points to be given them. This is a huge overreaction. And then I didn't end up taking it as a pick because I heard Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey are both out. Right. So I'm like, I can't roll with that, man. I don't know what the Bears are going to do. And, you know, so, and then you look back and say, you know, you always kind of got to go with first instincts. Mm-hmm. In this pick game, usually your first instincts are right. Yeah, you can't overanalyze it too much. No. And I made a lot of stupid bets on Sunday. That if I just stuck with my ball hard bets, I would have been in the money. So let me ask you this, man. Yep. Is Adrian Peterson done in Minnesota? Has he played his last game? Um, I can't say yes because he's still one of the best running backs in the league, man. So whether it's Minnesota or if it's not Minnesota and they let him go for PR reasons, then it's going to be some other team. Dallas. He's be back in the league. He's going to be with Dallas next year. Yeah, he could be with anybody. But he's going to be the biggest free agent signing that we've had in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Because if he doesn't even play this season, you know, yeah, he's a running back, they're getting older and stuff, but he's one of the best ever. Yeah. So for a team to pick him up for nothing, sure, there's a little bit of PR, but... Um, but there's a if he goes to a team in the south, I think that'll work out the best because um, that's where everybody's saying that in the south that's how they discipline their kids whatnot. But I just think it's with the climate that's going on that I I think Peterson might be done and it's it's just crazy. I got an intriguing an intriguing spot for him, man. ATL. Mm, mm-hmm. Because Stephen Jackson. Yeah, he's probably done after this year for sure. Done, man. He's done. He's not even serviceable. No. So they need a running game too in ATL. They haven't had one since uh, Jamal Lewis. Uh, yeah, they had somebody else though. Michael Turner. Oh, Turner. Yeah, Michael yeah, Turner's nice. I, I like the, the Jamal Lewis or uh, Jamal Anderson, man. Jamal Anderson. Sorry, <laughs> I Jamal Lewis. Jamal Anderson, Dirty Bird. Yeah, I miss Jamal Lewis, though, man. That was a big back, man. <laughs> Jamal Lewis, that was Baltimore. Yeah, um, yeah, homie was huge. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, let's get into it, man. What what, what are you thinking uh, this week for your picks? Um, I'm thinking you might need to pay me um, to get my advice on your picks because I'm three games ahead of you, man. Yeah, yeah. What did you go last week, then? I went 4-1. and one. Wow, that's crazy. I went 4-1, and one, and uh, you went 2-3, and three, so... Right now we're sitting at I'm sitting at six and four and you're at three and seven for the year. Yeah. I don't know. This is uh, it's a little bit crazy, but I'm gonna throw some perspective out um, before we go into our picks. Just a couple things. 
the dogs. This has been the year of the dog this year. Last yep. year, I remember a lot of favorites covered. And this year, there's been 32 games played. Mm-hmm. And 22, the dog has been the winner. And 10 is the favorite. And we know every year, it, the number usually ends up around 54%, 53%, something like that. So you know things are going to even out. So some favorites are, are due to hit, but which ones and which week, we don't know. Mm-hmm. But that leads me into my first pick. Yep. And this is actually going to be my lock pick, which I hit last week with Buffalo. And my lock is actually going to be tonight, the okay. Thursday nighter. Yep. Atlanta is 8-1 and one against the spread at home. Mm-hmm. They are 7-0 and zero against the NFC South in their last seven games at home. The Thursday night game usually goes to the home team just because of the quick turnaround from Sunday to, to Thursday. I'm taking Atlanta Falcons minus 6 as my lock of the week. Yeah, you can't say anything bad against that for all those reasons ATL just a strong team and I think it was just a little hiccup last week um I still believe in Matty Ice so so that's solid um I know you were all about the Bills last week but I'm gonna bet against them for that underdog reason okay I got the Chargers plus two and a half I like it man we're against each other yeah you got the Bills yep I do I love this spot for Buffalo and I'm gonna tell you why San Diego is coming off a humongous game against Seattle. The week before, they played um, the latest game on the Monday night Mm -hmm. against Arizona. Then they turn around and they play Seattle in a physical game. They lost their center. They lost Ryan Matthews. The Bills are at home, and it's going to be 10 a.m. for the Chargers this Sunday because it's a 1 o'clock game. West Coast to East Coast, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever, but... The run game for the Bills and the defensive line, especially up the middle, the defensive pressure for the Bills is really good. And I'm going to ride this Bills train for one more week at least. I know it's not going to be forever, but I'm going to ride the Bills, man. That's my second pick. My favorite interview in the NFL has got to be Phillip Rivers. (laughs) Because anytime they turn to him, just looking at the guy, you think he was like, a lot of quarterbacks, like more quiet, composed. But when he opens up his mouth, he's like ready to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dude just kills me. It doesn't really match it, like the way he looks. But I love that hunger in him. And, uh, you know, I just look for a little value there in the fact that uh, I don't know how good this Bills team is. If they go 3-0, and hey, good for them. But that that's tough to, to come to 3-0 and for the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. You're going to need this one, man, to catch up on me. Oh, hey, man, I, I think last year I was enjoying a, a healthy lead for a little while, and you, you crept back in the picture. So, hey, it, it happens, but uh, I'm feeling pretty confident about these picks, like my next pick, the, All right. the Eagles in Washington. Okay. I got the Eagles minus six and a half. Mm. Hey, I, I'd feel better if RG3 is out there. I'm not buying into this Kirk Cousins hype. I'm buying into the Eagles hype. I'm buying into Chip Kelly against Jay Gruden. Um I just I look at it like I think the Eagles are are far superior team to the Redskins. You know I had um, on Sunday one of my my bets was Jacksonville to keep it within six points of Washington, mm-hmm. and I swear they would have if RG three stayed in the game there. Right, 
I think a lot of these times when quarterback changes within the game or just before the game, just like Arizona, Carson Palmer goes out and Drew Stanton comes in, you have changes that you're not prepared for as a defense. Yeah. And Cousins is totally different than RG3. 100%, yeah. Quarterback standpoint. So I, I don't think Jacksonville is prepared, but I'd almost rather RG3 to stay in the game. I think we had a better chance to stay in <laughs> as Jacksonville, but... Everybody hating on RG3, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not saying Kirk Cousins is any better. <laughs> Everybody on the Kirk Cousins bandwagon as well, right? Yeah, oh, really, man. I don't think he's good either, and I don't disagree with that pick that you made. The only thing that kind of worries me is that Philly's finally home. They've come back from 12-point-plus uh, deficits in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And now they're coming home to play a divisional game. Divisional games are usually close. But just like Atlanta, uh, minus a six, Philly minus six and a half is not a crazy number to lay with Philly. And their offense has been killing people. So they might whop them, man. They might whop them. And um, I don't mind that pick for Philly, but that's not one of my picks. I'm actually going back to the well, and I'm not doing it just because they're my team. I'm doing it because of the spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coming off an ugly, ugly loss against Carolina and not putting up any points. Going home to a division rival where the spread is less than a field goal. Yeah. Detroit minus two and a half. I'm taking them because not as much betting on Detroit as I am betting against Green Bay. I do not believe in Green Bay. Okay, okay. Don't believe in them at all, man. They, Their offensive line is getting torn up. Just completely torn up. So going to be interesting to see the offense it's going to be a shootout man there's no other way this game's going to play out but a shootout that's the way i look at it too these are two of the teams that i hate betting on over the last few years because with green bay you just don't know what you're going to get every year you you kind of feel like they're going to be in the mix as a super bowl contender and you feel like detroit's going to make that leap to a playoff team that could be sneaky good but yeah when these two teams play each other you just don't know there's just there's one thing you know is there's gonna be a lot of scoring. So I agree with you there, but I, I couldn't touch this game. It's it's too tough to call. I hear you. I hear you. What else you like, man? You know, uh my boy Dizza has been a, a New York football giant fan for a long time. Yep. And uh he's going through some pain this year. Team hasn't looked good at all. Nope. But I like the spot that they're in, playing at home against Houston. A, two, a surprise 2-0 team, but they're quarterbacked by Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I look at this as a game where New York can get back on track uh, and kind of make a little push right here. I know they don't want to go 0-3. Um, and I remember the Giants did something similar last year, too. You kept on riding, I kept on riding them out in the first few weeks of the season saying, you know, they got to get a W here. But uh, I like the odds against Houston, so I'll take them plus two. It is a good spot, but at the same time, I thought last week was a good spot for the Giants, too. Yeah, yeah. I just think they really got thrown off by uh, Carson Palmer going down. Drew Stanton is a different type of quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's It all throws off a defense that way. And they were in the game, man, and it's just Eli. <laughs> all game, I'm watching him. Deal with this, Giants. If the Giants <laughs> hit last week, I would have been up another $800, man. Wow. 800 is what the Giants cost me, but I couldn't hedge it because I still had afternoon games of uh, KC covering and San Diego covering on those tickets. Yep. So I couldn't even play um, 
play that game. So I had to just kind of ride with it. And I'm like, all game, I'm like, I believe in Eli. Come on, Eli. And man, Eli don't look good at all. Yeah. It, this is really a big year for him, too. Um, I think they might get rid of Coughlin first, though. Uh, so I think Eli's got at least another year in New York, but it's not looking so good for the two-time Super Bowl winner. Yep. Um, well, I'm going with a, a tried-and-true one next. And so far, I've got only chalk on the board, and this one's still a chalky pick. But you take Seattle at home against the spread, against whatever number, against whatever team, you just take Seattle. My only fear is that Marshawn Lynch missed practice on Wednesday, but I guess he misses a lot of Wednesday practices just as rest mm-hmm. for an ongoing back injury that he's had. So as long as Lynch is playing, I, I don't worry about this game at all. I don't think Denver's as good as they were even last year. And, um, and Denver hasn't covered a spread. So I will take... Um, I'll take Seattle minus five at home, and they're angry, man. Richard Sherman is angry after these comments from uh, from San Diego. They're a very focused team after a loss. This is a great spot for Seattle, regardless who they're playing. I'll take a minus five. Man, I, I got to go do a panel at this time, too. I, I'm excited to be on a panel for Manifesto, but, man, I, I want to be watching this game. This is the game of the week, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big time. Uh, uh, Why is this not the night game? Yeah, I know, because I love how they put the Steelers in Carolina at night. Right, <laughs> Such a random yeah. pick. Um, but it's, it reminds me how in the last couple of years, sometimes you get a Brady and Manning game at 425, though, sometimes, too, where you're like, that's the obvious late night pick. But, yeah, true. Um, definitely really surprising, but I'm sure it's going to rack up crazy ratings on that one. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with the Niners. And uh, they're playing the Arizona Cardinals, man. And uh, I just believe in uh, San Fran, man. I'll take the minus three. Wow, minus three on the road. Yeah, minus three on the road. But, I mean, I don't know about this Drew Stanton guy. And and I feel you about San Fran getting off to that good start and then coming back to earth against the Bears. But then again, I feel like now people are kind of jumping off them a little bit on that spread. And so I, I just don't buy into uh, Arizona right now um, with that quarterback situation. And, and I think it's time for uh, Kaepernick to step up and do his thing, you know, if he can keep his mouth under control. It's not a bad spot. I, I honestly can't see Arizona going 3-0. and That'd be <laughs> amazing. Going 1-2 this, this way, you know what I mean? Arizona is really overrated. I don't think they're... It, that good at all, and man. I mean, it's one of those things. It could happen, but I'd be I'd be shocked to see them three and zero leading the division. So, <laughs> yeah. it, it's football though. You never know. But I just like it as a good value pick there. No, I, I hear that, and I can't really disagree with it too much. I don't like the three points, but hey, man, it's the price you got to pay. Um, I was gonna go with all favorites, and then you know. I thought this was the week that a lot of favorites were going to come in just to even things out on the overall scoreboard. But I'm going to take a dog. And this one's more... Uh, I don't believe in Baltimore, man. Mm, mm, I like this one. Yeah, this this is a, a Manny pick for sure. I'm taking Billy Hope plus yeah, two. Yeah, this has Manny written all over it. Shocked the world two weeks in a row. Yeah. Billy Hope plus two, Cleveland plus two, the Browns. Everything is breaking right for the Browns, man. Billy Hole is the guy. 
Well, if he wins this game, that's going to quiet a lot of people because really coming in the season, it looked like this was a Browns squad that could go 0-4 first four weeks of the season when you got Pittsburgh, you got New Orleans, you got Baltimore. I can't think offhand what their next game is, but I know it's a tough one before they go into the bye. So it was looking like, you know, Johnny Manziel come in, you know, week five or week six after that bye, and uh, and we'll see how it goes. But, you know, this he could get it done, man. Brian Hoare's a, a competent quarterback, and you, you just kind of feel for him, too. He, he just has that kind of presence in there and um, that underdog vibe. And Baltimore, it's hard to tell what kind of team these, these guys are just because the rebuilding that's happened – you don't know if all these guys are going to gel well. So, so solid, solid. I hear you. You got a lock of the week coming up, don't you? Yeah, I got a lock of the week. Okay. And the way I really try to base a lot of my picks um, really sums up why I go with this pick. When it's week three of the season, you look for a team that you kind of feel is a little overvalued, right? Versus a team that's undervalued. Because I feel like that undervalued team might might be better than some people are saying. And that overvalued team, mm, they're, they're okay. But I'm not completely believing them. And this is the year of the underdog, so I'm going to go with an underdog. <laughs> I already know who you got. I got, I got to go with the black and yellow, baby. No, you're doing it. <laughs> you know, I looked at all the picks. I had all my picks made. I wasn't sure if I was going to do this one. And then I said, you know what? For those reasons I stated I'm going to go with Pittsburgh plus three and a half against the Carolina Panthers. The nighttime game, I don't know if those lights um, are going to get to uh, the Carolina Panthers. They're not used to being in the spotlight. They're not used to it. And um, there's a lot of things I do like about Pittsburgh. I know they haven't shown them completely this year. But, hey, we're one and one, and I don't think we're as bad as a lot of people are saying. Well, I'll tell you what I don't like about Pittsburgh is, number one, their play calling. Mm. And if they keep that play calling up this week, mm-hmm. they're going to get housed by Carolina. Yeah. Yep. Because you can't go into Carolina and think that you're going to run the ball. Because mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen. I think Carolina has the best run defense in the league, man. It doesn't happen. Yeah, you've seen them well, you know, from that last game. So, yeah, you know. If they can't just realize that you got to go spread it out, let Ben air it out, and see what happens, then I don't know. Also, their offensive line, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know about Pittsburgh's offensive line. I don't know. I, I got a few questions that way with them. Um, and this spread is a little bit funny, man. Three and a half? It's like, okay. It's almost like they're begging you to take Pittsburgh here. Yeah. And I don't know. It, it feels funny to me. Because I feel it could be kind of that Ravens type of game where it's that low score and it does come down to a field goal. Carolina has a good field goal kicker, too. Good yeah. I, I think what this game is going to come down to is a couple turnovers. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point, too. And it just depends which way it's going to go. And uh, I don't know. I have um, I caught Carolina yesterday, and I bet them, but minus three. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit different, but not really, because you know they still really got to win by four for me to win that ticket. But... Uh, I didn't really love it, man. And I'm just like, what do I like? And even even the Monday night is a little bit tricky. You got the Jets minus three on Monday mm-hmm. night. And Chicago is like people are begging you to take Chicago plus three because everybody's thinking, why are the Jets favored by three? Why are the Jets favored yeah. by three? 
think it's because the Jets are going to win. But I know a lot of people are suspicious about that line, and I think the money's coming in on Chicago, but the line is going towards the Jets. So it makes you you think that, you know, a lot of bets are coming in on on the public team, but the... uh, the sharp guys are, are actually the ones moving the line. That's That reminds me of week one with the um, New England and Miami game, too. Just seeing that that spread was so low makes you feel like something's up, <laughs> you know? Because normally New England would be a, a heavier favorite. So um, sometimes when the spread's like this, you, it makes you think maybe somebody's in on something. Somebody knows something about it because, yeah, you wouldn't think the Jets would be a favorite right now. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh... A little bit odd, man, but let's see what happens. I think uh, I think a lot of favorites are going to come in this week. Even I would have loved New Orleans if it was nine and a half, just because the spot New Orleans. I was just about to say that one too, man. Yeah, it's ten and a half. Ten and a half. Man. Oh my god, because that to me when I was just looking at the games, I was like, oh, I want to go on New Orleans, <laughs> and then yeah. I look at ten and a half, but at the same time, I, I don't feel confident going with Minnesota. <laughs> Because I feel like New Orleans could catch, you know, fire and just light it up. Um, exactly. Oh, no, I'm not taking no Minnesota. So, yeah, I just want to stay away from that one. Yeah, that, that's a stay away for me, too. Also, a couple of ugly games are stay away. You know, anything to do with St. Louis Rams. Yeah. yeah. I want nothing to do with even, you know, you, you were brave to take the Giants, but I want nothing to do with Giants games. I feel you. I feel even you. Even that Oakland and New England, man. <laughs> 14 and a half? Yeah, yeah. I don't like spreads like that. Dennis Allen getting fired? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, I mean, man wasn't dealt some good cards, but it's kind of like, you know, there's not a lot of head coaching positions, so you, you take what you can get. Yeah, yeah, I set up the field there, but there's nothing, nothing going on. Uh, oh, well. Oakland. But yeah, man, week three, I think uh, I think we're both going to have some some weeks here. Well, let's see. Let's see, we're against each other on, on one. Just, yeah, we're just against each other at San Diego Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see what happens, man. One, one last question before we uh, head off, man. I'm related to football, though. Is I, I was doing a, a show yesterday at the school. Uh-huh. It's Tiger Jeet Singh School. Okay. And I was saying to myself, like, who's this Tiger Jeet Singh? You know, like, I never heard of the guy. Like, figured he was a politician or somebody. Have you ever heard of Yeah, Yeah, WWE. I never knew he he fought in WWE. Well, like, it kind of sounded familiar that way, too. But but I was like, how does homie have a school named after him? These wrestlers are big, man. (laughs) They're big. I I mean, like, what are we going to see next? Like, Jimmy Snooker school? Like, Hulk Hogan? Public school? Superfly. Yeah, it kills me, man. On the Jimmy Snooker Superflies. Wow. That's gonna be the that's gonna be the mascot. It's gonna be a big fly <laughs> with the Superman cape on. Yeah, you gotta love it. Yeah, man. I didn't know there was a school named after him. Yeah, Milton. Of all places, too, Milton. Wow. Yeah, I think he's from out there somewhere. Yeah, I th- he must be. He must be. Yeah. Like Burlington <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man. Wow, man. So, all right. Well, week three, man. I think uh, Thursday night is going to be a, a blowout tonight, Atlanta. So let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Your Hard Knocks team of the year. Yeah, not too hype on this game, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And uh, hopefully the Falcons get back on track.